Hi, I'm Andrew, the CEO and co-founder of the Online Marketing Gurus. And I'm Amal, the co-founder of Equolution Body Transformations. And this podcast is all about entrepreneurship, business, and a little bit of love. Guys, I cannot even explain the morning or the day that we've had. We booked this in at 1 p.m. It's now 4.22 and we're finally getting the chance to record this. It has been a disaster. Look, the perfectionist Amali is, is really is really off to a fantastic start. She rocked up two hours late and we finally got this uh, this speaker to work. So yeah, we're off to a um, we're off to a really, really good start. Yeah, so I guess we're on here because we, you know, ourselves are two entrepreneurs. Um, we listen to a lot of audiobooks, podcasts, and for us, I think we both found that there weren't many podcasts where both a female and male entrepreneur, you know, shared their experience and their story. So we thought we'd bring that to you. And look, being young entrepreneurs, um, you know, especially when we started, there wasn't really a huge amount of people we could speak to. Um, so we, we'd like to get as real as we possibly can um, and teach everyone as much as they can about, you know, just life and entrepreneurship and, and business and, and everything in between um, to really help you grow a lot faster than, than what we would have. So, yeah. So I guess let's start with, you know, letting everyone know where we started. So... I am Amal, like I introed myself. I'm a 26-year-old female entrepreneur. I have been running the business for now, I would say, five years. What about you? Yeah, so I'm Andrew. Um, I started the Online Marketing Gurus back in 2013 with my business partner. So I think it's been about seven years now. Uh, it hasn't been easy. It hasn't been uh, it hasn't been a um, an easy journey at all, and there's been lots of ups and downs. And I think everyone needs to understand that there's no there's no straight line to success. Um, but I think everyone would probably like to know exactly how we started. Amal, you want to kick things off? Yeah. Okay. So a little bit of a background information about Equolution. So Equolution was founded by both myself and my business partner and best friend Jade Spooner. So we founded the business about five years ago. We actually went to high school together. So we've known each other for over 10 years. We weren't particularly the best of friends in high school, but we were always known as the two girls who were always on a diet. So I lost, I went on and lost 30 kilos and ran into Jade a year after we'd graduated. And she came up to me and she was like, wow, what have you done? Like, you look so great. And I said to her, I've been clean eating, I've been training, you know, why don't you come and train with me? So since that day, we did not skip a training session together and our competitive selves came out and we decided to fitness model. So we decided to take it to the next level. From there, we, you know, obviously did a very restrictive diet. So for six months, we ate a handful of food and that included chicken, asparagus, fish, broccoli, and nothing more than that. And maybe a protein shake if we got lucky. And um, comp day came around, we jumped on stage and we just looked so average. I looked like I needed to eat. Jade looked like she ate me. So we both just were not in great, I guess, physiques for what we were trying to achieve. So after that, we questioned the process. We, you know, did our research and we found a coach who not only prepped athletes to look incredible, but also 
put chocolate and ice cream and cereal on their meal plans. So we obviously inquired and partnered with this coach at the time and we made an oath on Instagram, said we would eat ice cream for 16 weeks leading up to our show. We did and I got down to about 9% body fat. So I tested signs to the absolute limit and so did Jade. She looked incredible. And after that show, we were like, why doesn't the world know about this? You know, we have grown up our entire lives thinking that you need to cut the foods that you love. You know, you need to cut carbs, you need to cut sweets, you need to pretty much starve yourself to lose weight. But here we are eating over 1500 calories, you're eating ice cream most nights and, you know, enjoying dieting for once. Why the hell doesn't the world know about this? So we quit our full-time jobs at Google and decided to pursue this and share our message with the world. It's, and- a, it's amazing. Um, I think my story is not as good as yours, but I'll give it a, well, give it a good us. go. Tell us, I want to know. Look, before, before I get into that, I, I think um, I can... You know, I can I can look at exactly what Amal's done with a huge amount of confidence, um, not only being on the plan, but also being in a, in a lot better shape than what I was five weeks ago. So I can only thank Evolution for that. But not only that, I did compete back in 2012, I think it was, yeah. in, in bodybuilding. And um, I was on the chicken and broccoli diet. And although I, I looked good, I lost a whole bunch of muscle doing so. So... Um, now I think with with my dieting, I think I've only lost a few kilos, but I look like I've lost twenty. It's the fat loss, so yeah. we aim for fat loss, not weight loss. Exactly, and I've never eaten more, which is cool. <laughs> look, um, a little bit of back, a bit of background on on the online marketing gurus. We started, uh, me and my business partner Mez, we started back in two thousand and thirteen. Uh, we went to uni together, um, and we we always talked about all things business. We we like um, like Amal and Jade. We we weren't best friends. Uh, but we did have a mutual respect for each other. Uh, I worked in digital marketing in North Sydney. He was working uh, for an ERP software provider in North Sydney as well. Um, We had a dish over Chinese food in North Sydney, and from then it was just, hey, Mez, can you read this document on digital marketing? He's like, yeah, I know nothing about digital marketing. I'm like, perfect, let's run with it. So um, after about a year, I quit my job, and from then on in, it was just full guns blazing, I think, I quit my job for about a month and then Mez later came in uh, about a month after that, which was, um, which was pretty exciting. Um, we had uh, two mentors to begin with and that was, a, that was a massive learning curve, having some mentors to, to help us sort of growth hack our way um, rather than just find, you know, find our feet from the beginning. Uh, but even before that, I mean, Mez and I were working outside of, um, outside of, my, outside of my bedroom in my parents' house. and. You know, we learned a lot about each other. I learned when he's disappointed and upset and every single emotion that he makes, which was quite entertaining. Um, we finally found some office space and kicked things off from there. Um, walking, um, I, I told this story on Instagram uh, a few weeks ago, walking up and down uh, Willoughby Road in, in New South Wales in, in a suburb near the city, um, just walking into kitchen shops and uh, framing shops, just asking if they need digital marketing. You know, we, we look at those days and um, it was a huge learning curve. It, it allowed us to sort of, you know, get out of our comfort zone and find clients and just grow from there. And I think when I last, um, when I last went into my office, we've got about 100 full-time staff. Um, we're expanding overseas. We're registering companies overseas. We've just done our first acquisition. Um, we've got a few other companies that, um, that sort of are just in, in the pipeline, which is exciting. Um, so we're looking to kick things off and we work with some of the biggest brands um, and partners in the world, which is all pretty exciting being over this seven year period. So I really look forward to sharing the experience that I've had and helping 
you guys growth hack your way as quickly as, as quickly as you can and I, as I said I wish I had um, I wish I had you know people like uh, Amal and myself not giving us a big ego but we've learnt a lot of things in in the past five years and especially uh, myself from a consulting point of view and Amal from a from a tech point of view so I think we're really good you know really good partners in in this are you ready to give up the mic or <laughs> it's, all, I'm just it's, it's all yours very, darling. It's all yours. very inspiring i actually didn't know how you started oh, yeah you we've never really spoken about it but my question to you now um it's a little off topic from what we were gonna like record for this podcast but what made you and mez start the business like did you guys recognize a gap like for jade and i we saw a gap in the market and we you know had an what we felt like was an answer to a lot of people's problems so why did you guys start online marketing gurus? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, uh, once again, probably not as inspiring, inspiring as you guys. Um, but in saying that, I worked in digital marketing for about a year when I came out of university and and did it, did an internship for another company. And I just found that you know what people were offering was more cookie cutter approaches. You know, here's it off the plan. You know, almost like you know dieting when you're given chicken and broccoli, chicken and broccoli to. It's not Just, very personalized. You know, it's not very, not very personalized. So yeah. when we came to the market, we, we wanted to be one of the companies that, you know, wanted to show everything we did. Um, transparency. Transparency was huge for us. Um, you know, have an outcome in mind and actually listen to the customer. So when we bring on customers now, we, we reject a lot that come through. We don't take on anyone. Why is that? Because not every not everyone has the right expectations. Um, some people come in and go, "I want results tomorrow," and that's not what digital so marketing is. So very selective with your clientele. Absolutely, absolutely. We don't bring on hundreds and hundreds of clients. We bring on specialized clients, and and I think that's why we have a, a very high success rate, which is exciting. So I think we have, you know, over three hundred five star reviews from our real Amazing. clients, that's which is incredible. really exciting. So. Um, and being probably one of the biggest digital marketers in the world, we need to um, we need to be very specialised in, in our reputation and what we actually do. So um, we found a gap. We found a sort of a gap in the market, I guess you can call it. So you recognise that people weren't doing their jobs to the best they could, or provide a service as good as what you thought you could provide. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So when we launched, we were able to once we once we got clients, we we're able to keep them. Yeah. Um, and which was really exciting. I think it was like three or four years. And I think you haven't even done any marketing, but I yeah. think three or three or four years, um, it, it took for us to do our own marketing for our own business, um, just from word of mouth. Um, which leads me to, to your question. How did you get so many clients? So many clients yeah, from, organically. Yeah, organically. Um, so as Andrew mentioned, we've actually not injected any money into marketing. So we have been, I, li- I don't like, re- I like, I don't and I do like saying the word blessed because we've bloody worked our asses off to get mm. to where we are today. But we um, had something that people wanted to share. So the concept of our business was very shareable and for us, word of mouth was key. So when you're eating pizza and pasta and ice cream and all the fun foods, you want to tell everyone about it, especially when you're dropping weight. So for us, it all came um, from Instagram. Uh, the first thing we ever did, so other than our personal accounts, when we created Equalition, we I remember being on the phone to Jade and I was still living at home then. And I called her and I said to her, coming from a Lebanese background, my family eat a lot of dates. And I said to her, I don't know why my parents eat dates. They're so high in calories. Like you could have, you know, a bowl of cereal for four dates. And she's like, oh, Amal, you're onto something. And then I was like, let's take a photo and post it on Instagram. And so I got my stool. If you guys haven't seen me, I'm very short. So I got my little kitchen stool, got up, 
put the dates and the bowl of cereal next to each other and took a photo and showed the calorie comparison. The four dates actually had more calories or very similar calories to a bowl of cereal. But eating a bowl of cereal in, you know, today's society, there's a misconception that yeah. it's bad. But you are eating dates thinking that they're the better option when really you could have either for the same calories. So we posted up on Instagram and it went viral. And then ever since then, we said that we would use our platform to educate. So if you jump onto our Instagram Equalution, so that's E-Q-U-A-L-U-T-I-O-N, you can see that we do a lot of calorie comparisons. So we try and show you what you may think is healthy versus to what you may think is bad. And you know, it comes at a surprise. And SI berry bowl for example may be higher in calories than a bacon and egg mcmuffin and a hash brown from mcdonald's so it's just becoming aware of your food choices not saying anything is good or bad but it all comes down to what you consume for the day so we um, started to go viral because of our calorie comparisons and then alongside that our clients were getting amazing results so they used instagram as a platform to share their journey um, and what they did was create equilution accounts so if you search Equolution on Instagram, you'll see that we have, you know, thousands of accounts where people do, for example, nut.equolution or my Equolution journey. Um, and they share their progress photos, their meals. And yeah, I guess Instagram helped us grow and it was just very organic for us. I think that's a, you know, that's a very inspiring point from, from any business owner because when they start, you know, they, they, they try and work out how to, you know, get all their clients. So I think it's a, it's a massive testament to you, Amal, that you're able to build, you know, such a good business, um, very solid business and a lot of fans and advocates pretty much around the world um, from not doing any marketing. So it just goes to show that when you have a product or service that's unique um, or even a product or service, it's a little bit different to, to everyone else's and it actually it actually makes a benefit that you, you don't need to do a huge amount of marketing. Yeah, I agree. You know, what would be really cool is if we did a podcast on how to market and you could you know talk about paid marketing and yep. organic marketing and i feel like you'd have the paid down pat and then i can talk about organic so obviously you know behind every post you know there was a little bit of like strategy and the i would say that all we did was say okay what's trending and how much is this going to shock the people we actually used to be like how much are we going to shook the people and that's what we'd post but it, it helped you know and i guess like growing organically was amazing and i feel like you could do both organic and paid and I think it'd be a very interesting topic for us to talk about. So let me ask you a question. If you were to start over again, is there anything you would do differently? Um, I thought we were going to save these questions for the next podcast, <laughs> but um, can I be honest? Like I want to say yes, but I'm going to say no because I feel like everything that we've done up until today has been a learning lesson, a learning curve, sorry, a learning curve. And, you know, if we hadn't, made mistakes or if we hadn't failed a couple of times with tech which i'll go into in another podcast we wouldn't be where we are today so no i'm honestly can't say that i would do anything differently because i wouldn't be where i am today or equation wouldn't be where it is today um if i had done anything differently or if jade had done anything differently what about yourself look um it's a, it's a very yes or no question um at the end of the day yeah, you're exactly right. If, if we didn't make all the mistakes, it wouldn't be where we are today. But look, you know, there's probably a lot of entrepreneurs uh, out there listening to this thinking, you know, I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to make issues and I don't want to make mistakes and I don't want to have issues. Well, it, it's, it's bound to happen. And 
if I can give sort of any advice to anyone right now, it's basically if you're selling and you're making money, just don't think you're going to pull all that money out and um, you know spend it on, on, on gifts or spend it on items or spend it on a bigger house to live or whatever that might be. You know, just as, as the saying goes, eat dirt for a while. Um, you're going to have to put that money back in the business and whatever that might be, um, that's something at, at your discretion. I'm always going to sales, sales and marketing. But um, at the end of the day, you know, put that money back in the business and, and grow it. Um, yeah. You know, however that might be, um, grow it and continue to grow it because the more clients you get, the more learnings you're going to have and just the more you're going to improve your product and service. And I think even yeah. looking at a miles business, it's, it's um, your product has come a long way. Oh yeah, so. we've evolved. You know what we were five years ago, and the service that we provided is so different. You know, we went from a, offering a service to now having a product. So you know, your business will continue to evolve, and you know, I'm assuming it's the same with you guys as well. Yeah, we're getting to that point now where you know we have a lot of people, um, and there's a lot of management. Uh, but what Amar was taught me is that implementing technology sort of takes a lot of that guessing out of it, um, and that's a big. You know, big appreciation I do have for Amal and, and Jade and, and their business is that, um, you know, like if you can implement technology, you can get it right. You can scale a lot faster. Yeah. Um, so it, it's all well and good having hundreds of people. And I think, uh, you know, I get a little bit of anxiety when I walk in the office and I see all these, um, all these people <laughs> starting and all these salaries going up. But look, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I'm very happy I've got a solid business and I think it's now time you know, to look at different things, look at things a little bit differently rather than going, okay, cool. I want 200 employees. I want 300 employees. It's like, yeah. how can I implement some sort of technology you know, to, yeah. to help with everything around that? That takes a lot of the guesswork out of that. Like, I mean, you, you yeah. look at, you look at Coles and Woolworths and the self-checkout, right? It's like, it's, it's bound to happen and you need to adapt. You need to continue to adapt um, into technology and the way the world's working, the way the world works. Um, otherwise you, you end up dying. Yeah. Who dies? The business or the person? <laughs> the business, I hope. Um, yeah, you know what? I agree with that. So when we first started the business, we always, you know, aspired to be a big company with, you know, hundreds of staff, you know, a big office, high ceilings, you know, uh, <laughs> windows You're from ceiling to the again. floor. Yeah, like, you know, that's what we wanted. We wanted a big team. We wanted a big, you know, office. But now it's like, no, it doesn't, it doesn't, like that isn't our priority and that isn't our goal. Our goal is to have the best product. And for us, it was moving into the tech space. And that did mean that, you know, we couldn't offer as much employment opportunities anymore. And we couldn't have that team of a hundred people, but it also did mean that we could scale and we could offer our service to the masses. And for us, that was most important. So we had a message and we wanted to share that with the world. And the only way that we could do it was through tech. And so that's the reason why we moved into the tech space. But, um, you know, again, like I'll touch um on this in a different podcast um but yeah no i agree with you and i think like talking about hiring and staff and employment um i think that's another podcast we should make because god that is a challenge like (laughs) oh yeah that's a that's a big challenge and i have so much to share and i know you would as well with having a hundred staff well Equolution only has, I think, 20. Oh. So <laughs> our, um, That's still a yeah, lot, our team is a lot smaller. A lot but, you know, like, I know we both would share very similar stories when it comes to employment. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think we should film another podcast. Yeah, look, uh, the number one thing you're going to learn, I think you're going to learn organically when you start a business is, is how to manage people. And I think anyone, anyone walks into a business or, or is born and thinking, oh, I'm the best people manager ever, 
it's like dealing with different emotions, different oh, yeah. different personalities, how to get the best out of people, how to hire managers. And we, we can talk about all these all these um all these topics later in a podcast, but it's something and this is what every entrepreneur needs to understand is that you're not going to go into a business knowing everything. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah, I I agree. And even now like Jade and I we recognize the gaps in the business and we're, you know, not afraid to say I don't know the answer, I don't know what to do. And you know, that's when you call on help, you call for mentorship, you call for advisors. Um but yeah, like again, like we can definitely share our experiences on like what happens when you're not sure or when you don't know what to do um when it comes to making a really big decision. Um but yeah, maybe we should talk about how we met. Sure. So um, I want to save all the business talk for you know all our other podcasts. I feel like we could literally keep talking and talking and talking and talking, and then we'll get to like our next podcast and we'll be like, shit, we've already spoken about that. We've spoken about that. We've spoken about that. So I really think that we should save it for you know each particular podcast. Look, I think um, I, I think that another podcast we can talk about is that the journeys and the ups and downs. Of, yeah, of course. Of being um, dating. And on dating entrepreneurs. So um, for, for those that don't know, Amal and I are partners um, outside of outside <laughs> of business, uh, which poses poses its own challenges. Um, we met because uh, Amal moved into the same residential unit block as I did. And um, I think it was both, you know, when we first met, I think it was both a surprise, you know, for, for the both of us is that um, we were both, I guess, you're a little bit younger than, than I am, uh, but both young entrepreneurs um, and I guess experiencing that in a relationship is quite different than experiencing it in a partnership, although they both have very much similarity. Um, yeah, no, I have a lot to share with like my previous relationships and, you know, being with someone who is on the same page as you and understands your journey, I think, you know, that's something that I'd like to touch on, you know, in the future in one of our podcasts as well. Um, I know that, you know, being an entrepreneur or like a businesswoman um, or a businessman, it is really hard to meet people and it's really hard to meet people that you feel like you can relate to. And have the right um, intentions. Yeah, yeah, and have the right intentions as well. Yeah, so um, definitely something that we should touch on. But yeah, Andrew and I met and I guess like we both connected and I think that he's like a very similar person to me. I would say like the male version of myself. So we get we've along. We've been told that before. Yeah, we've been told that many times. Yeah, so I guess um, it makes the relationship easier when you're both on the same page. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's, you're looking at any other relationship outside of, you know, an intimate relationship. And I think it's, it's all pretty similar, but I guess it's, it's, it's a lot easier when everyone has the right expectations set from the beginning. And yeah. if, if that's set from the beginning, then everyone knows where they need to go and there's clear direction in the same path. So we, we haven't been dating for, for too long, uh, but it's been... It's very fresh, guys. It's, <laughs> it's been pretty good so far. Yeah, so hopefully it has. we can keep it going. Can't complain yeah, yet. Can't complain. <laughs> um, okay, I think we wrap this up. I think we, um, you know, speak more about everything in all our other podcasts. You know, we want to get people coming back for more so um guys feel free to hit us up on either of our social media accounts if you have anything that you want us to discuss any topics any questions um my instagram is amal.wakim so a-m-a-l dot w-a-k-i-m yeah just so just like amal said like we're here to we're here to try and help you guys and that's why we started this podcast um so feel free to hit either either 
of us up. Um, my Instagram is Andrew underscore Rasso, um, R-A-S-O. So yes, please feel free to message us and we can answer questions or we can talk about topics. Um, we're here to make this as fun as possible. Yeah. So um, Fun and educational fun and as educational. possible. Yes, absolutely. So um, firstly, thank you for listening to our first thank podcast. Thank you so much, guys. And um, yeah, we'll see you on the next we'll one. We'll catch you in our next podcast. Thank you. Bye.